When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, John DiGorio. And I just want to talk about The Lion King. I'm going to have The Lion King review that I saw on Saturday. And yes, I know I'm late. I know I'm late to the party on that. But am I really late? That's the real question. Because a movie reviewer is never late, nor is he early. He arrives exactly as he means to. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not late. Then I'm going to talk about the It Chapter 2 runtime for the 2 hours and 45 minutes. I'm going to see, go into a little bit of speculation on why it's 2 hours and 45 minutes. I'm going to do a kitchen trailer review. And no, I'm not talking about My Kitchen or anything like that. That's actually a Melissa McCarthy movie that's actually based off of a comic book back in the 1970s. I'm not even going to go into the plot details on that. Then I'm going to talk about Zombieland 2 trailer review. And then Andy Circuit's directing Venom 2. We don't know. But I'm going to go into a little bit of speculation on what's going on with it. And if there's any truth to Andy Serkis actually doing it if he signed on to anything. So that's going to be what the show is going to be on for today. So let's get this thing started. First off, I want to just say I like, I love the original animated movie for The Lion King. That is my childhood. That is my heart right there. I love The Lion King. But what I'm going to have to say about this live action, yes, I'm calling it live action. I know some people are like, well, you know. That is not live action. That is animation. Who cares? I'm calling it live action. Get over it. If you don't like the fact I'm calling it live action, discuss it amongst yourselves. Debate it and everything. Beat yourselves up with it. It's over. It's open for interpretation. But for me personally, with this movie, I did some things right and some things wrong. And for me, I'm going to go on ahead and talk about the stuff that I actually enjoy. I enjoyed the chemistry with the actor who plays Timon. I liked Pumbaa. I liked it being voiced by Seth Rogen. I love the chemistry between them. They did an awesome job, especially whenever they're doing In the Jungle. I felt like that song number hit in the right areas that it needed to hit. I love the fact that they actually did something new with the whole entire hula dance and everything. Yes, they did something different. What they did was... They went on ahead and did, like, the whole Beauty and the Beast thing for Be Be My Guest. And I actually enjoyed that a lot. Because I didn't want, like, a Paint By Your Numbers remake. And this is what it technically is, a Paint By Your Numbers thing anyways. But they do a little bit of something different that actually fits in with this remake on what they're trying to make. So, I actually like that. It's like, we be there. I present you your dinner. And then all of a sudden, the hyenas go on ahead and chase after them. But... I, and I think I sounded kind of Chinese or Japanese in that um, impression. I'm sorry. I do a horrible job when it comes down to French accents. But anyways. Um, but when everything is all said and done with this movie, the positives for me was the chemistry between Timon and Pumbaa. The other thing I liked was the tip of the hat to the Jeremy Irons song 
from Scar was be prepared. I love that part to it. I love the little tip of the hat. I did not feel like it was forced. I didn't feel like, you know, that it should have been sung by Jeremy Irons or anything like that. That part hit all the right notes for me. The Pride Rock song, I'm not even going to go into the Circle of Life song. I thought that was really good. The soundtrack itself is still a paint-by-your-numbers type of soundtrack. Anyways, from the from the original 1994 movie with The Lion King. So, as far as the soundtrack goes, it's still going to be the same thing. Same thing with Hans Zimmer doing the scoring for it. Now, this is what I have to say about my, some of the negatives. First off, when you first see the animated movie, the thing kind of panels up. And you actually see Pride Rock. You get to see these animals actually being united as one to see Simba for the very first time. And to me, having the Pride Rock thing up there and and the live action, I didn't feel anything. I did not feel the same emotion that I did with the animation. Because it panels up. The animation panels up. In this one, it kind of just lies right up in there like a little slideshow. There's Pride Rock and that's it. And I didn't have that heart goosebump feeling that I wanted to have. And I really wanted to have that moment because that moment for me was the introduction to The Lion King. It was everything that this was going to be set up to, which is the future King Simba. And that's something I really wanted to see from this movie. And then another thing too is when it comes down to the lines, when when the actors are delivering their lines... They just seem very stiff. They don't have any emotion to their faces or anything like that. And I wish they would actually have that. I think it would actually wind up being a lot better. But to me, they're very stiff. They don't really have a lot of emotion to their face at all. Like I did, like I saw with some of the other animals like Timon and Pumbaa and stuff like that. I just didn't feel anything. And then I like the fact that James Earl Jones came back to reprise his role, role as Mufasa. Simba's dad. I like that. But the stiffness of the lions, didn't, I didn't buy into it. The hyenas even had better visuals than what the uh, lions did. And you know, I actually felt like when Scar is delivering his lines, it's not meant, that character is not meant for another actor. It's like listen to a cover song from a 90s band. Or any type of cover song. And you're like, that doesn't sound right coming from that singer. There's just something off-putting because it's not that singer. And it just doesn't hit the right beat. And that's how I felt with Jeremy, with this whole entire thing where the actor is not really doing that good of a job when it comes down to delivering Jeremy Irons' scar lines at all. Because that is not specifically meant for that actor. It's meant to for Jeremy Irons. And another thing, too, I actually liked something. There's a new scene that they actually do with Scar that actually hits the marker because of the fact that it's not something that Jeremy Irons did or anything. It's something new. It's something fresh just for the new actor. And I actually liked what they did with that. I really liked that part. But everything else is a paint-by-your-numbers thing that I've seen that I've seen this movie before. I know what's going to happen. Another thing too is with Nyla and Simba getting back and seeing each other after a long period of time, they question each other and then like Simba, Nyla, 
Next thing you know, that's over with. In the animated version, they circle around each other. They don't really trust each other because they don't really know, haven't seen each other in a long time. Then all of a sudden, it clicks. Nyla, Simba, and then they're still glancing at each other. They're still circling around. Then they do their thing. And like I said, I didn't really feel that impact with that. It was just like, okay, that's over with. Then I liked another thing too is the the animation, not the animation, but the live action stuff that they did with the fight scenes and stuff like that between Simba and Scar was really good. I did like that aspect. I do like what they did with that. But other than that though, I would have to say Lion King is an okay movie. Not the greatest movie, not the best movie. The live action sequences, the CGI was good, but I'm going to see probably 10 times better CGI than what I saw on this, but I can't actually give it a positive review. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to go on ahead and give you a 5 out of 5 or anything like that. I'm just going to let you guys go on ahead, interpret it the way that you saw it, and you guys can discuss it amongst yourselves on what you think of it. That's how I'm going to do that. So, let me go on ahead and get into the Ed Chapter 2 runtime, which is 2 hours and 45 minutes I love what Aunt Machiati did with with the Chapter 1 movie, Andy Machiati. I love what he did with the Chapter 1 2017 movie and the levels of debt that he did went into it and everything else. I love what he did. And I'm, if you listen to my other episodes, I'd actually talked about that in the Chapter 2 trailer review, but... For them to do a runtime for two hours and 45 minutes, it actually makes sense. Because there's a lot of meat there. There's a lot of stuff that they actually need to get to in a two-hour marker. For instance, you have the town history that they have to do. They have to do the flashbacks between childhood to, to adulthood. That makes sense. Then they also have to go on ahead. After they get done doing the flashbacks, they actually have to go into the whole entire present day on what's going on with these characters and how they're evolving throughout the time period and everything else. It makes sense. It makes perfectly good sense that this thing is going to be a two-hour and 45-minute movie. And it actually fits into what Andy is actually trying to do. And I cannot wait to see it, Chapter 2. This is actually my most anticipated movie that I want to see this year. John Wick, Chapter 3, was actually one of my other anticipated movies that I've wanted to see. And I love that movie. I'm actually going to pick that up on Blu-ray. But I love Stephen King. I love his novels. I like... most of his work and I have to say 2 hours and 45 minutes is perfect for me because it covers everything that you want to cover and the miniseries I didn't really like how they did the whole entire town history they butchered everything all together and even in the director's commentary the guy never even read the book he didn't really know how to actually do this do the miniseries at all so I'm excited to see what they're going to actually, what Andy Mochiati is actually going to do with the It Chapter 2 thing, because I'm excited. It's my top anticipated movie for this year. So, there's that. Then there's the Kitchen Trailer review. Now, I actually saw this. I remember back when John Schnepp was alive, and he was actually on Collider Heroes, and he was talking, and even on Collider Movie Talk, and he was talking about The Kitchen. And it's going to have Melissa McCarthy in it. And it's going to be more of those dark and serious types of movies. 
And I've been wanting to see some layers to Melissa McCarthy besides these one-note lines. And yes, she's this one actress who actually ha- is, does nothing but comedy and everything. But from judging from the trailer and everything, it looks really good. Now, for the plot itself, it takes place in 1975 in Hill's Kitchen. And it's dealing with the Irish mob wives and everything. And they look like they're furious. They look like they're dangerous. They look like they don't put up with anything. I love the action sequences in this. The camera angles look pretty cool. I like what I saw with the kitchen. I'm actually excited about this. It's going to be another one of those comic book adaptions that could either be good or it can be bad. And it's actually a DC movie, believe it or not. And it's also a DC comic that's set up in the 1970s. So I really like that aspect. I'm excited to see what these actresses are going to do. And even the girl who does, it's a booty haul. She's going to be in there. Yeah, the girl from Girl uh, Girls Trip, she's going to be in that movie too. And stuff like that. I even like the fact that they put the chain, which is one of my favorite songs, in, in that movie, in the trailer in the trailer and everything. I I liked it. It hit the notes that I needed to hit. It hit everything the way I wanted it to hit. And I'm really excited about that. And it comes out in August. It comes out in a week or two. And I cannot wait to see this movie. I'm excited. So, The Kitchen's always been one of those movies that... At first, when I first heard about The Kitchen, to be honest with you... I thought it might have been a Marvel movie and everything in itself. Because I might have misconstrued that when I was listening to the podcast and everything with John Schnepp at the time. Because I'm used to... Whenever I'm hearing Hell's Kitchen, I think of Matt Murdock. I think of Daredevil when I hear Hell's Kitchen... I don't think of these Irish wives who belong to the mob and everything taking things into their own hands and killing people. I just don't. So to have that little thing over there, I'm excited. I really am excited for that. Um, then there's the Zombieland 2 trailer that dropped. Oh my god, this! I've been waiting for a Zombieland sequel for a long time since, if, since the first one. And I wasn't sure... That they were actually going to get Jesse Eisenberg to come back. Or Emma Stone to come back. Because they're a big household name now. Because you have to look at this. Jesse was actually nominated for the social network. You also have Emma Stone who's in, who, who was an Academy Award winner. Actress. The A-list actors and actresses in this movie. And, they, and at first I'm like. There's no way that they're going to get them back. They're going to want more money. They're going to, Because back whenever they first made Zombieland, they were not really that household name that we know today. And they didn't. They did this movie for a little as nothing. So I was thinking that they might not even get this movie even off the ground or anything. Which is also why we even got that horrible Amazon show that we had not too long ago. And it didn't do well. It only did maybe one, two episodes and it was canceled. With this, I wasn't sure if they were going to get him back. I wasn't sure if they were going to go and and renew their and ask for more money because now they're a household name. They're going to want more money, and I don't blame them for wanting more money than what they did when they got first got started. But as for the trailer itself goes, I'm sold. Tallahassee's back. Woody Harrelson's back, and this time they're. I love the opening when they're in the White House. <laughs> And uh, Woody is, dresses up like Santa Claus. And he asked, asked the youngest sister, I forgot the actress's name, 
which is Emma, supposedly Emma Stone's sister in the movie, and asked her what she wanted for Christmas. Just do not call me little girl anymore. I love that part. And then Jesse sits on his lap. I'll tell you what I want. And then next thing you know it, Woody Harrelson stands up, knocks him down. He goes, I don't give a shit what you want for Christmas, and walks off. I love that. I was cracking up laughing from that part. I'm matter of fact, I'm cracking up laughing now just even talking about it. But I really enjoyed seeing these characters back on there again. These actors and actresses back again and everything. It just feels good to actually have this movie coming out in October. Have that October flavor to it. Just like they did and did whenever they first came out with it. So I'm very, very, very much excited for... Zombieland 2 and Double Tap. That's what it's called. Zombieland 2 Double Tap. And it makes sense. I like the fact that too that they still have the rules in there on how to survive Zombieland. I like that little tip of the hat to the first movie. And they're even introduced this other new character in there in this movie too. And I'm just hoping to God that this, that new character does not aggravate me. Because I can't stand people that go, oh my God, I cannot stand those kind of people that actually do that it makes me cringe so i'm hoping that this character does not get on my nerves so that's the only negative i have on is the character itself because that's just something that just gets under my skin (laughs) just a little bit and then i'm now i'm going to move on to the andy circus venom 2 thing now thr is a great source to actually do your stuff besides coming soon.net and then of course you also have joeblow.com and then you also have a couple of other sites too that actually use for sources even deadline latino review and stuff like that but thr is another good source and based off of their sources and everything andy circus is in talks now he's in talks now he's not actually going to direct this movie he's in talks which means that they're negotiating but there's other directors also in line to direct Venom 2. So it's a toss up on who's going to be directing this movie and who's not going to be directing this movie because Andy Serkis could actually direct it, but then he could not be directing it. Depends on who they want, the direction they want to go in, and how they feel about it. So they could actually get Andy, which I hope they do because I liked Andy Serkis as Claw. I liked him as Gollum. I like him as an actor. I haven't seen The Jungle Book on Netflix or anything, so I don't know how his directing is. But as far as an actor goes, I'm all for him actually trying this thing out and stuff like that. And then, of course, we have Tom Hardy. He's back for Venom 2, of course, which is not a big surprise. But, and I'm just hoping that they actually choose Andy Serkis to actually do this movie. Because I think Andy Serkis could actually bring a level of depth to to Venom itself. I think he's going to be able to bring some more layers to Venom that we haven't seen in the first Venom movie. But, anyways... That's just my opinion on how I feel about the Indie Circus. Um, might be directing Venom 2. And now I'm going to get into some other little small details about something else that I, that's not in my show notes. And that's kind of like a bonus content if you actually think about it. <coughs> but what I'm going to talk about is this. I was I ended up posting this on the movie page and stuff like that too. And that's actually... The next Fast and the Furious movie, they're actually thinking about putting, making a movie with Fast and the Furious in space. Okay, then you need to actually sit down 
and forget about this franchise and go back to doing what you're what you're gonna do, which is they're actually y'all are talking about doing another Reddick movie. So if I were you, then forget about Fast and the Furious and everything. Forget about that and work on another Reddick movie because that's what everybody's really screaming for right now is that type of movie, not Fast and the Furious. To me, Fast and the Furious is a dead franchise now, and I think that. This new Fast and the Furious thing doesn't even make sense on why they would even put the kid of Brian in this movie whenever he, they retired Brian's character and even put Mila into the whole entire mix too. Which is also the Vin Diesel's uh, supposedly be Vin, Vin Diesel's sister that's in the movie. And it just doesn't, to me, it does, it's not going to flow well with this new movie. At all. I don't like this new movie at all. I'd rather go see Hobbs and Shaw before I actually see another Fast and the Furious movie. But that's just my own personal opinion. I think the Hobbs and Shaw movie is going to be a great time with the movie shoving popcorn in your mouth. And then just goofing off and enjoying it. Good action flick. But when they actually put... When a franchise puts other characters, other plots of those characters into space, the franchise fails. 99.9% 99.9% of the time, the franchise fails. Like, they've got Leprechaun in space. That was a straight-to-DVD release. Not a very good movie. At all. Not a very good movie. And they also have a couple... Jason Go- Jason X, for as another example. This is a good, fun, guilty pleasure movie and stuff like that. But it's not on the level that we actually got from all the other Jason movies. No. But I think if they wind up doing this doing a Fast and the Furious movie in space, if they do this, it's going to be... I understand that this is just one of those movies that you don't have to take serious. The thing about this franchise is, it knows it's ridiculous. It knows that you don't have to take this movie seriously. And you actually like the characters in this movie, in these movies. But this is a little too ridiculous for me to even want to even continue even watching another Fast and the Furious movie, for that matter. And I'm just not interested in in seeing another Fast and the Furious movie. If they want to do another Hobbs and Shaw movie, I'm all for that. But I'm done with the Fast and the Furious franchise as a whole. Let's see here. You get rid of The Rock, and then you replace him with, you can't see me, John Cena. That does not make any sense to me at all. So basically, you got one guy from a wrestler that's a wrestler and replace him with another wrestler. It doesn't make sense to me. That's just my own personal take on it. But like I said, I'm done with this franchise. It knows what it is. It knows it's ridiculous. It know, but this is a little too ridiculous for me. And it's just not going to be one of those movies that I'm actually going to go out and see for the next Fast and the Furious movie. I'm just not. If they actually do the one on space, even in this new movie, one that they're directing now, I'm not interested in it with Mila, with Brian's kid or anything like that. I'm not interested in that because what was the point of retiring Brian's character? If you're just going to go on ahead and put his wife in there in there, and then put his son in there and then what are you going to do? CGI his face again? No, you just need to leave it be then and let it be and that's it. But anyways, with that being said, tell me what you guys think of tonight's topics. Because I'm, I'm curious about what you, guys have th- what you guys have to say and everything. Because I like hearing other people's opinions besides my own voice. Another thing too is, 
I'm gonna ha- I'm actually gonna go see Hobbs and Shaw probably Friday or sometime soon. I'm actually gonna have a review on that on my podcast and everything. But until then, I hope to talk to you guys later on. Bye bye.